0: I was just on a fabulous cruise, of course it was fabulous, and had the rare opportunity to take a backstage theater tour, led by one of the feature singers. And then afterwards, we got to sit down together in the theater so I could ask him about how he got here. It's me, with the charming and talented Merv Marvey. So, Merv, how old were you the first time you knew you wanted to sing and dance? I was about
1: five years old when i started singing with my dad in his gospel choir and that included a lot of dancing at the same time so when i was five years old i started thinking you know what it would be really cool to be a singer and to do this and get paid for it but obviously i didn't know you could get paid for it at five years old i just liked the novelty of performing for people
0: so you fell in love with the performing, but you—you you, there was a link, like you did think maybe I could do this, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people find something they really love, but never think that they'll stay with it. Right. I read once that if you want to know what you'll be good at as an adult, mm-hmm. look at what you did when you were a child, when you could do anything. Mm-hmm. Like what gave you joy? Mm-hmm. What I love that you said today during the tour was, if you're not happy, get out. Right. And I think that applies to like everything anything. in the world. Yes. So take me from 5 to 20.
1: Okay, so I started with my dad at 5 years old. My first live solo in the choir was at like 6. And I just kept singing with him, kept singing with the choir, kept singing in church, went to school, kept singing, kept singing, kept singing. And when I turned about 17, this lady from the United States, Trish Lindbergh, she was in south africa and i was doing a show and she saw my show and really enjoyed it and she talked to me after the show at the stage show and she said to me you're really great it would be awesome to have you play the cowardly lion in the wizard of oz in new hampshire at cat company in the united states and i thought oh that'd be great but she was serious so a few months after that she offered me a contract to come and fly and come to the United States and be in the show as the Cowdy Lion in The Wizard of Oz.
0: Was that the first time you ever came to the United States? That was
1: the first time I came so to the United States. So you went
0: to New Hampshire. Most mm-hmm. people go, like, to New York or Los yes. Angeles yes. first. Yes, So what was that like? I mean, how different was it coming here than how you imagined it when you first got here? Mm. Like, did you picture what you'd seen in movies like skyscrapers and instead you were in New Hampshire? Yes, yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> it was a little bit of a shock because I was like, oh, I'm going to be You know, all I've seen was New York and L.A. and... You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I got to New Hampshire and it was cold and <laughs> snowy and slushy snow. And yeah. it was like. Ah. I don't mean to be stupid, but had you
0: ever been in snow before? No. no. Because so so South that Africa
1: like? is its really hot. Yeah. So we don't have any snow. I didn't it was think exciting. So. <laughs> it was exciting. It was like, oh my God, ice. And it was great because then the snow gets icy and you can't drive, or sometimes you drive over frozen lakes. Yeah. I was like how does that work but that was so exciting you know so i did that for about a couple of months and then after that i went back to south africa to finish my high school degree and then after i got my high school degree they were like you know your performance is great and whatever why don't you come and audition and apply to be a student at plymouth state university and i did and i got in the acting program and I flew back at 19. It's pretty
0: courageous of you, even at 17, mm. to leave home, leave your family, go to a country you'd never been to before, in a climate you'd never been to before. Yes. Were you scared? Were you nervous? Were you just like, whatever this takes?
1: Yeah, I was like, whatever. Yes. You know, and my family was like, just go for it. Well, do you, you have know, a lot of brothers and sisters? I had a sister. A sister. I had a sister, okay. a twin, yes.
0: Oh, a twin?
1: A twin, yeah. Wow. A twin sister. And wow. she... Passed away oh. four months ago.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. But she was always very supportive, and my dad was very supportive, and my mom was very supportive. So
0: I think that makes a difference. Yeah. You, family back Absolutely. Because had they been like, oh, don't do that. Also, to give you the confidence to, exactly. like, you know, I could do this. You could do right? this. Yeah. 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 So you went back, you went to Plymouth University, mm-hmm. and you did the theater program.
1: In the summers, I would do summer stock. And I would audition for all these big professional companies. And I was lucky because I would get work.
0: Well, you were lucky, but you were also really talented. right, Right, right.
1: And it just worked out for me. I would be doing summer theaters and professional work and then I come back in the fall and start my studies. I did four years there and I moved to New York. How did
0: you decide to do that? You graduated from school yes. and you were like I gotta go to New York. Yes because okay.
1: everybody goes to New York. Right. So did you graduating. have someone help
0: you figure out where to go and how to get in there? Yes okay. so
1: a bunch of us were gonna go to New York and pursue musical theater and do this whole Broadway thing. So we all moved to New York got an apartment in Harlem and just started living there and auditioning and that was There's nothing like New York, it is just incredible. It's incredible. So much talent, it's so competitive. It was in auditions every every
0: day. Wow. Auditions themselves are fabulous. Auditions you know, are, it's like yeah, tiny no, performances Exactly, where you're not getting paid. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but that's where you hone yeah. your
1: craft. Getting in front of people is, is really interesting. So I did that for four years and I was very lucky. I got jobs. I got did two off-Broadway shows, did national tours, did international tours, Sister Act international tours. I was very fortunate. Then I moved to Tennessee for about two years, worked...
0: Isn't that sort of like
1: a... Yeah, it was like,
0: (laughs) How did that come up? Yeah, I was (laughs) like,
1: what? You know, I worked at um, Dollywood.
0: Oh, really? Yes. What was that like?
1: That was incredible. Now, had Amazing. you gotten
0: hired or you went yes. like, okay, okay. Yes, so you I were in New York and you got you hired to, to go to Tennessee. Yes, so okay. you have
1: to, exactly. <laughs> so you was have it wasn't like, move I think i to Tennessee now. So that was great for about a year and a half. Worked at Dollywood then worked in another theater in Tennessee and I love it. I'll always go back there. They, they always say to me, you always have a place here.
0: Aww. So what was that like? Because now this was a whole other brand new experience.
1: I really like Tennessee because it's like a whole strip of just different theaters in Tennessee. Tribute artists, uh, Elvis artists, theaters, you know, and all that. So it was really easy the transition because there was so much creativity and art in that strip that everybody was kind of like together. Next door, it was the Elvis impersonation. Wow. Theater. Next door was the Dolly Parton Theater. Next door was, gosh, Stand By Your Man. What's her name?
0: Is that Patsy Cline? Yeah, Patsy
1: Cline okay. impersonated. Very theatrical, <laughs> yeah. very crazy, wow. very artistic. All those people are my friends. I know exactly who they are, in and out of their impersonations. Yeah. And so it was easy to kind of be a part of that family. It's a yeah. family, you right. know.
0: Nice.
1: And there was also a Motown show right there, which I ended up working at. That was really what catapulted me into. And let the Let me take another side
0: step here. Uh, growing up. I know that you were very involved in in gospel music, mm-hmm. but did you have a broader education in music? Like, were you did you grow up with Motown?
1: No, oh. I actually just grew up with gospel. So when
0: you met Motown? So when
1: I <laughs> met Motown, it was in the states. Wow! You know, because it wasn't in my culture, it didn't grab right. me. I got to the states and understood that as a African, you're gonna have to get introduced to Motown. That was exciting because then I. I was like yeah. oh my gosh I could now do it I could do that too you know I could be a Motown artist yeah. as well
0: let's jump ahead to working on cruise ships I know you've worked on many cruise lines what's it like living on a cruise ship you know having this lifestyle
1: yeah it's very interesting because every time I leave I'm like oh here I am I'm leaving I'm going to Live on the I-95 again. Re- and the I-95 ship.
0: is the long stretch of yes. all the staff cabins. Yes, the bottom staff of the ship.
1: cabins okay. and where we eat, where we sleep, where we, everything happens. On the I-95, every ship has an I-95. Maybe on deck two, deck three, but every Every ship has an I-95.
0: What does it take to acclimate to living on a cruise ship, though? Or mm. is it is it because being in the theater world is such a different existence anyway? Mm. Mm. That it's just a different existence in a different setting. And it doesn't impact as much as, say, if you were working like some nine to five job somewhere.
1: I think it takes a lot of patience with yourself, patience with people around you. It takes a lot of being open minded because you're working with Filipino You're working with an Indian, you're working with South African, you're working with an American, you work with someone from the Ukraine, you're working with someone from the UK, you're working with someone from Indonesia, you know what I mean? So you're working with so many different people and nationalities and countries, beliefs, and it's all about being patient and open-minded.
0: Has it expanded your belief systems or expanded your any kind of a sensitivity or an awareness? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And you have no choice but to let that happen. You have to allow yourself to be open and experience the different cultures, the differences in each and every person.
0: So really, it's an education you didn't know you were going to be getting.
1: Exactly. It's amazing. So
0: where do you see yourself in 10 years? I know you said maybe casting, but I'm thinking as Mm. you're doing this tour you're a really good teacher Mm. and I can tell you really like Mm. it you Mm. like imparting information Mm. to people and Mm. explaining things and and you're very patient Mm. so do Mm. you ever think about teaching teaching that's really interesting
1: I love I do I do love teaching I do love sharing information and learning as well because I feel like if if you're teaching you're also learning it's you true. know, what works, what doesn't.
0: Yeah. And you're open to and other ideas. You're open ideas, to and other ideas. Because you want to learn more so exactly. you can teach so more. So you right? can teach more, yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, I'd love to teach, especially acting. I do coach sometimes when people need some acting coaching for an audition or a role that they're playing. Sometimes vocal coaching as well if people need help, you know oh, this song doesn't feel good, or da-da-da, I'll be able to help, yeah. because if I help, then I can help myself. Then I go, ooh, that worked on them, maybe it'll work on me. But I'd love to direct as well. I can see myself directing a show, leading a team of actors. I love casting. I really think it's interesting. Well,
0: casting like makes it or not. Casting right? is like, It's like, yeah, it's key.
1: It's key, and I would really, I like the thrill having actors around and being like you fit there it's a puzzle piece
0: yeah it's so great because you love it all so much mm. that like you get to be on stage and you get to be with actors and right songs. if you had to choose between only acting or only singing would you be able to pick one?
1: ooh that's hard I'm basically what I'm doing now is I'm, I basically I've chosen to be a singer that's what I'm doing here that would be hard to just be like... If I lost my singing voice...
0: <gasps> I know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, if I lost my singing voice... I
0: could always go to acting. So, but it's singing first. And then it's like also teaching everybody else... How For now. To, yeah. For, For now. now. Yeah. I heard... I read a whole book on luck. And it was... Because I'm always fascinated mm. by people getting to where they're supposed to be. I do think there's a lot of synchronicity in life. I absolutely believe that if you just let it go, you're just going to find the path and wind up where you're supposed to be. But I read this book that reinforced the thing that I had heard, which is luck is when opportunity meets ability. So I would say that you've been very lucky, Mm. but I would also say that you obviously have a lot of ability and that you've been open to things it's Mm. also saying Mm. yes Mm. like do you want to come to New Hampshire yeah I'll go to New Hampshire yes right and yes and in doing that yes you just keep doors keep opening and you keep walking through the door because I always think too you walk through the door and if you get in the room and don't like it you walk out you find another door to go in right so it'll be interesting to see Absolutely. how things unfold. Your contract, you're just recently in this contract. Yes,
1: so we're going to be here till February okay. February 29th.
0: And any idea on February, well, I was going to say February 30th, but that's <laughs> not happening. No idea about February Like right 30th, after? Right,
1: yeah. I, it's really interesting. There are a couple of things that I would love to do, but I usually plan my life and go, okay, I want to do this, I want that, and then after this, I want that. And but does I've that work for you? It used to work for me, but things have happened in my life recently that I've realized, you know what, the power of now, to live for now. Because sometimes life happens while you're busy making plans. Roll with the punches. <laughs> this contract was literally rolling with the punches. They wanted me for They wanted me so much. I wasn't really excited because I was looking at something else that was a big opportunity but that opportunity didn't come for me you know it wasn't Maybe meant
0: just right not right now right? It
1: wasn't meant for me right now
0: yeah
1: this was meant for me right now and this was a great opportunity as well so I really won I won because I got what I wanted I'm performing I'm getting paid for it I'm on stage Yes, I wanted that big other thing. It didn't happen for me. Right. But, but you're I'm young. still here. Exactly, <laughs> right. I'm young and I still have an opportunity.
0: You know, when something doesn't work out that you want and you shift over to something else, obviously this is where you're supposed to be. You know, So far everything has worked kind of like dominoes for you, right, yes. like bing, bing, bing? Yes, yeah, no yes. No reason to think that's gonna change. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, my sister used to say that my life or her life it's everything works out the way it's supposed to work out it really works out the way it's supposed to she used to say her her life is led it's led and that's just i think my life is led too it's just led and it just has to fall in a certain path and that's it. Good or bad, that's just what it is.
0: Thanks. Thanks for You are great. Some time. Thank you so much. You are great. I really I'm appreciate it. I'm so excited it. about your life. I know you just love it.
1: It really is amazing. You know, now I'm going to go to the gym and I was going to take a nap, but
0: I don't think I can take a nap. Uh, skip the gym, take the nap. <laughs> I think so? <laughs> That's what I do. And then when you wake up, go out on the bow of the ship, do a couple stretches. Stretches. That counts for Jim Maybe for I'll me. take a there nap. There you go. I'll take a nap. <laughs> okay, so Merv is sleeping now, but wasn't that interesting? If you want to hear more, you can subscribe to the It's Me Cindy podcast, where it's mostly me, Cindy, just wanting us all to get the best out of life. But sometimes it's me talking with somebody else to hear what they've learned, and that can be pretty interesting, too.